Stand by for action. Thanks for joining me. My name is Dave Miller. I am the Unpleasant Blind Guy, and I want to welcome you to part two of this episode of the Unpleasant Blind Guy on EDL Radio. Now remember, if you want to contact me with comments, questions, show suggestions, awesome American suggestions, I'm available at UBG Contact on Twitter, or I can also be found as Dave Milner or Agador, that's A-G-G-E-D-O-R, on Mublet, the Tea Party Community, Spreely, Mines, MeWe, or Gab. Now let's begin. All right, man. Well, yeah, that that is definitely a thing, and thank you for bringing that up. And, and yeah, um, guys, don't let them don't let them sweep this under the rug. Don't let them let that that scuzzball stay, um, you know, and, and weasel out and somehow get back on the street with his with his two little scuzzle friends, and and terrify that neighborhood. And we know that's going on. That sort of thing is going on all over the UK, and and it happens here in the United States too. All right, now guys, we're going. The grooming gang uh, review thing, okay, gets right into what we're going to talk about here, okay? Because these grooming gangs are nothing more than rape gangs. We know this. Now, I had found earlier a story that Jeff and, and I were going to read. We were going to tag team it. Jeff was going to read it, um, read part of it, and um, his voice began to give out. I was going to read it uh, as well. turns out that neither one of us has to, but... If you guys want to reference the audios that you're about to hear, we have two audios ready to go. All right, if you want to re- you know, reference the two audios, okay, you can go to tr.news, and there is a story here, all right, and the, the headline on it is, The majority of type 1 child rape offenders are Muslim, all right? And that one you can find at tr.news, so uh, that will be there for your reference. We're not going to read that article because the we got a problem guy spent 18 minutes doing a pretty darn credible job of covering the the article that has that has caused so much uh, dismay and dare I say a little bit of outrage among the people who know what this child rape gang uh, nonsense is all about and um, of course it's not nonsense to uh, call them child rape gangs. It's very real, and Islam is behind it, okay? And um, we're going to... Jeff and I will have a chance to uh, discuss this, obviously, at the halfway point after the first audio. Jeff, if you'd like to check in the chat to see if there's anybody in there first before I start, begin playing. Yeah, probably there the right now. Let's check right. about. Okay. Yeah, no, no, we're okay. Yes, we're right. okay. I thought somebody just stopped him, but no, I was I was wrong. I was wrong. <laughs> All right, good. All right, good. And if you guys want to be in the chat room when we podcast live on Thursdays and Sundays at 8.30 p.m. in the U.K. and 3.30 p.m. Eastern in the United States, just go to blogtalkradio.com, find the top center white search box, type in English Defense League Radio, follow the links, and you'll eventually get to the page. You'll have to register with blogtalkradio.com, but you can get in there and get into the chat. Jeff will give you a wave and uh, maybe even read some of your comments during the show. But, guys, we're going to go ahead with this. Now, this uh, is from the We Got a Problem guy. And 
I do recommend that you guys subscribe to his YouTube channel. I just hope he starts getting his stuff on BitChute very soon. But this is part one of this. This is one that he recorded on the 3rd, a couple of days ago. And you guys will really get the gist of what we're talking about here. Um, Jeff, if you're ready, I'm going to rock and roll with this. Yeah, it's got that. All right. This is this will be just over nine minutes long. You guys are listening to the English Defense League radio show. Welcome to the video, guys. It looks like we've found the number one race baiter for the Metro newspaper, who has decided to tell David Lammy and Diane Abbott to hold her beer and trying to take that crown for the UK's number one race baiter. Because, of course, being number one at the Metro is not enough. Now, her angle of attack to take this crown is to try and claim that the grooming gang situation has nothing to do with Asian or Pakistani men, and it's actually something that is done by predominantly white men, where she has used completely unreliable statistics that are around 10 years old to make her baseless claims in an attempt to take the heat off the Pakistani community and place it on the white community of this country. Rather than calling out the dirty animals for what they did, she essentially defends them by laying the blame elsewhere. Which, by you can see, even just a few hours ago, she's posted more race-baiting nonsense that we're not going to look at. You can see here, every time she's retweeted her article, which we will take a look at in a moment, the tweet has been ratioed. 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 Dramatically ratioed there, which is the one she posted herself, which we'll take a look at in a moment, along with some of the comments. Ratioed. Ratioed even there, though it's not exactly the same article, but generally you can see everything she does is literally about race. Now here we have her actual tweet with the article that, like I just showed you, got heavily ratioed. 500 likes to 1,300 comments. There is no Asian or Muslim problem when it comes to grooming gangs. It's the number one comment thrown at me when I write about Islamophobia or racism. The numbers say otherwise. To say it's an intrinsically Muslim problem is lazy, offensive and inaccurate. No, it's actually not. Because we are talking about actual grooming gangs. Groups of people doing this in the open, not individuals doing it to a single child. I mean, the wording used is kind of a giveaway. Grooming gangs. That is more than one person, obviously. Now, this response to her tweet brings up what I was saying perfectly. Most white paedophiles live in fear of being discovered, as the white community, and any other part of the community actually, will sort them out. Many Muslims justified their behaviour because they were white slags or non-Muslims. I find your figures very questionable. They are actual government figures, but like I said, they're 10 years old. Though it is absolutely spot on that these people try to justify it because they're just white girls, meaning it's a racial crime. Though obviously, you will never get Fanny Baker here to say that, let's be honest. And as for the figures, they are obviously questionable for the reason of, like I said, they're well out of date, but also for the fact that the police, councils and governments have been covering this up. Which was pointed out in this reply by Jojo, exactly what happened in Rotherham, covered up and swept under the carpet. 1,400 girls, some as young as 12, raped, abused and pimped out. 
I have personal experience of it, and your dismissal of the gangs makes me physically sick. All of these people are doing this because of their cultural norms, based around, obviously, their religion. Which was pointed out in this tweet, with a little video accompanying it, that we'll take a look at. And, unfortunately, the police and local councils have been complicit in covering up this scandal. Well said. Yeah, yeah. Time and time again, they have found that uh, British, Pakistani and Bangladeshi South Asian Muslim men like me have been involved in grooming underage white girls and targeting them in what I would describe as racially motivated sexual assault. And for fear of racism, the local politicians for fear of losing votes and the police for fear of being sacked by those local, local politicians have been hiding this situation. And of course, then it led to a national inquiry. We know that because the conclusions of the national inquiry were the same. I'm going to read to you something because Telford could, could well be worse than what happened in Rotherham, Rotherham and Rochdale. And yet still, despite that, we have the, uh, the superintendent for Telford and Reckin, Tom Harding, saying the following. He said that... Um, what I would say is sexual offending across Telford and Reckon is virtually identically proportionate to the breakdown of society, so it's not one particular section over others. Forgive the language, the French, but this is total BS, because it's confusing two types of sexual offences. Uh, we as Quilliam looked into this, and I'm going to come to the stats in a second. I know you've done a lot of it, and you've done a lot of broadcasting. You're, of you're a real pillar well, in this area, I have well, to say. Salute what you've well, done. Thank you. Ty type 1, type 1 is the grooming of underage white girls, or any girl generally is type 1 as a category, the grooming of underage girls by gangs of men. Now, in type 1, where, is the, where, the, where the grooming gangs are involved, it was found in our research that we found, I'm going to put this up on the screen for you, that 84% of those involved in type 1, which is gang grooming of underage girls, were, what it says there is South Asian, to be specific, they were Pakistani and Bangladeshi Muslims, right? Type 2, which is, I hate to use the phrase, ordinary paedophilia, what we normally understand by the word paedophilia, is representative of wider society. So one statistic found it was about 87% in type 2, which was paedophiles, 87% were white. Another found 100% were white. But of course, that's not surprising because the vast majority of the country is white. What's interesting is the disproportionate figure of 84% uh, hailing from my background. Why that's interesting is because roughly only 2% of the country are Pakistani. So sorry, Fanny Baker, what was you saying there? That is a Muslim himself who has done the research on this pointing out the facts. 5% of the country are participating in the open grooming of white girls in massive groups together. You know, a grooming gang. But I also take it that Fanny thinks that Sajir Javid here is also racist for what he said when he initiated the grooming gang report that they have since covered up, obviously. And the sad truth is that if you look at recent high-profile convictions of gang-based child sexual exploitation, there's a majority of people that come from Pakistani heritage backgrounds. And the sad truth is that if you look at recent high-profile convictions of gang-based child sexual exploitation, there's a majority of people that come from Pakistani heritage backgrounds. So, you've got two people from the heritage that we are talking about there, calling this out for what it is. Yet, you have the audacity to sit there and claim that they are wrong, and it's racist to say that, instead pushing the blame off onto white people. Which takes us to her actual nonsensical article, which, if I think you will agree once we go through it, complete bullshit. It headlines, the majority of sexual offenders are white men, 
There is no Muslim problem with sexual grooming. Well, given we've just heard the evidence of that, I would suggest already that this article is a load of bullshit, which we already knew anyway. And there it says, lifestyle reporter Fanny Backer, or whatever her name is, it doesn't really matter at the end of the day. Our series, The State of Racism, has been running over the past six weeks to illuminate just how prevalent racism is in the UK. Yet, I would suggest that you are likely one of these so-called racists. Given that everything you seem to tweet about on your Twitter is related to race, I would suggest that's definitely possible. You're either the Diane Abbott or David Lammy of the Metro newspaper, or we could even call you the Ash the Car. Next thing you'll know, you'll be telling us that you're winning. In London, the white British population has decreased by 600,000, while the minority population has increased by 1.2 million. So, yes lads, we're winning. But every time I have written about Muslims, I have received one reoccurring comment on my Facebook, Twitter, emails, and in the article comments. What about the grooming gangs? Yes, what about them? Though, they probably shouldn't ask you, because they won't get the truth, as we see in this article. Why is this brought up every time I mention an obstacle faced by Muslims? Do the crimes of a few speak for all Muslims? No, no one is saying that every single Muslim out there runs around doing this, we're just saying that it's a big problem within the community to the point where, like you heard, 80% of this type of crime is committed by 5% of the country, or less than 5% of the country, should we say less than 0.5% of the country, because obviously not all Muslims are doing this, it will be a select few, but given that there are so few in the country in comparison to white people, for instance, it's obviously a really big problem. And welcome back to the English Fantasy Radio Show with your host, Jeff Spider Mitchell. Jeff, brother, your views? Yeah. So far. Uh, well, well uh, as, it, uh, as we've known over the years, uh, we know that the mainstream media tried to hide it. We know that the police have tried to hide the facts. Uh, and, and how many years we've been talking about what's going on in, you know, predominantly small... Um, minority, all this grooming and raping in these gangs, it's so, um, it's so bad across the country, I mean, in this country alone, I mean, it's what we know, over a million, a million plus girls and boys, not just girls, but boys, have been sexually groomed and raped. Uh, or rape jihad, whatever you want to call it. And of course, when we call it out for what it is, oh, you're bigoted, you're racist, you're this, you're that, because we know the truth. No matter what they try to do to try to bury these uh, these things, people like myself, people like Dave, the other gentleman who's doing the video, we're going to call them out, we're going to keep calling them out, and it's what we do. And we'll expose them every step of the way. And we have been pretty good at doing that as well. There you go. I'll give you an eyesight on that. Look at Rotherham. Mm. That, uh, that highlighted it big time, didn't it? Hey. There you go. The council had to uh, basically step down. Uh, the uh, police commissioner, well, he had to do one as well. Uh, people were camping outside his door. Make sure that he stepped down. See, in the end, in the end, and we still know there's grooming's going on still after all this time, 
it continues. And there's the cover-ups. And there's the other people on the on their committees, their council committees, who are just covering it up. When will it end? Yeah. We'll keep pushing it, though, won't we, Dave? Back to you, buddy. Well, yeah, Jeff, you're absolutely right. And, and of course, let's let's not forget the jokes of the sentences that these guys get when when they do manage to get them to court and to get them convicted. The sentences they get, as I said, are just basically jokes. I mean, it turns into something on the order of two years for destroying young people's lives. I mean, destroying their lives. All right, and, and that's just something that should never be. But I'm going to reserve the rest of my comments because I do have a slight disagreement with the uh, we got a problem guy. Uh, not on the fundamentals, but on uh, on uh, how he thinks Islam is involved in this or the depth of the involvement of Islam in this. I have a slight disagreement with him on that. But, Jeff, if you want to check the chat, I'm ready to play the next part of this. This, is, this will probably be also... Uh, running into the time where you're Ooh. going to need to call back. Yeah. Hey, we've got Bigfoot. He's saying, hi, Jeff, and hi, Agador. There you go. Good to see you, Bigfoot. Hope you're keeping well, my dear friend. Good to see you, mate. There you go, Dave. All right. Yes, uh, hello, Biggie. And that's and that's uh, Bigfoot's place at uh, blogspot.com. That's his blog. And, uh, Biggie, welcome to the show. We uh, we always appreciate you in the chat, brother. Okay, so uh, guys, we're going to go ahead with this, the second one. And um, yeah, Jeff, I don't know whether you want to call in back in while this is going on or what you want to do, but this is uh, about nine. I'm okay at the moment, Dave. I'll give it a, right. you know, hopefully we can go through this. And, and when that second part finishes, then I can call back and maybe then comment after I call back, yeah? Yeah, yeah, that's fine, Jeff. Okay. All right, guys, um, this is going to be about 9 minutes and 15 or so seconds, just under. You're listening to the English Defense League radio show. This is from the We Got a Problem guy from YouTube. That was done on the 3rd. This is the second part of this. Okay, here we go. It seems this constant bleating about Muslim grooming gangs is specifically being used to shut down important discussions about Islamophobia. No, it's a made-up word at the end of the day. No one can have an irrational fear of Islam, it doesn't make any sense. And while it's difficult to measure the ethnicity of sexual offenders, there is clear evidence in many reports that the majority have been white men, not Asian Muslims. Around 85% of offenders found guilty of sexual activity with a minor in England and Wales in 2011 were white, while 4% were Asian. Because you've just gone for very broad figures there that don't take down these crimes into their categories, which is what we are talking about. The grooming gang crimes are classed as a different thing to the usual paedophilia-related crimes, as you heard in Majid's piece. Like we said, it's 80% of crimes committed by less than 5% of the country. Then we also have to factor in that the police and many government and council organisations have been covering this up, ignoring it or blaming the victims for it, therefore not taking any action and not being any records, meaning any figures you get, even if they were up to date from today, are going to be completely wrong. And let's be honest, when these figures were taken, if memory serves, we were right in the middle of the period when the police were literally covering up grooming gangs because they didn't want to be called racist. 
which I think you will agree is a ridiculous thing to do. If there was groups of white men roaming around, targeting young girls from any ethnicity, it doesn't matter what ethnicity there was, there would be absolute outrage and the police would be on it like a shot. Because it was a group of Muslims, they tried to cover it up through fear of being called racist. To say it's an intrinsically Muslim problem is a lazy, transparent tactic, and the inaccuracies behind these claims need to be dismantled in order to move the conversation on. No one's saying it's an intrinsically Muslim problem, it's an intrinsically human problem, it would seem. It happens around the world. But the grooming gangs, as you heard, are mostly Pakistani Muslim. That is a fact of life. I'm sorry if you don't like it. And I mean, let's not forget, we have this article from 2016 relating to the marriage of girls in Pakistan. That says the current minimum age for marriage is 16 years old for women and 18 years old for men. This law, stipulated in the Child Marriage Restriction Act of 1929, has been ruled by the CII as non-compliant with Islamic law. In May 2014, the council reiterated its earlier ruling that girls as young as nine years old were eligible for marriage if signs of puberty are visible. Which, let me tell you now, there is no white country I have ever heard of, or any other race country for that matter, that allows nine-year-old girls to be married, sign of puberty or not. It's f***ing disgusting. So please don't come to me saying it's lazy or a transparent tactic, because what you're saying there is lazy and transparent. It took me two seconds to pull up that article of Pakistan's laws and the way a Muslim body is trying to take it down and make the legal age nine years old. So, while it is also an intrinsically human problem, it would seem the Muslim religion is one of the ones that is going the furthest in relation to marrying children or, of course, consummating that marriage, which we know they will do. Grooming gangs are only depicted to be an Asian or Muslim problem because of a few high-profile cases and the media's penchant to over-report certain types of stories. Oh, so I guess Sajid Javid and Majid Nawaz are both wrong then, even though one of them has done the research, and I'm sure Sajid Javid, as a government minister, had much more information than we did. Like I said, 80% from 5% has got nothing to do with the media hyping it up, let me tell you that. Here she blames it about racial stereotypes, which is just nonsense. Secondly, because the most off-cited cases of sexual grooming involve white working-class girls and women. That's got absolutely nothing to do with it. In the sexual exploitation cases of Rochdale and Rotherham in Yorkshire, there was extraordinary neglect against the mostly white victims aged 12 to 16. How they were treated was largely due to classism and misogyny. Oh my days. So it wasn't actually racism on the part of these Muslim grooming gangs against these white girls. It was just classism and misogyny. Can you actually believe this sh**? I mean, let's be honest here. How can you call this classism when 99% of these Muslim grooming gang members would have also been part of the so-called working class themselves? So I don't see how it could be classism and misogyny has got no meaning to these people. They come from Pakistan for fuck's sake and the Muslim faith, which thinks women are beneath them anyway. So misogyny is just another made up word, especially to them. But you can see here, she is essentially blaming the girls and their upbringing for the reason why they were raped, or at least it seems that way to me. The girls were from working class backgrounds, which is often thought to signify laziness or fecklessness. No, only among the woke liberals like yourself 
and of course these Muslim grooming gangs, though they think ill of white people for many other reasons than laziness or fecklessness. And they suffered misogyny, no they didn't, thought to be available, a kind of oppression assigned to anyone who looks like a girl or woman and wears anything suggestive, which is once again trying to blame the girls. Consider this, had these victims also been of Asian or Muslim descent, would the uproar be the same? Well, perhaps if we know about it, but given it's common practice for many Muslims to marry their cousins, sisters, aunties or whatever, I would say these victims are happening on the Muslim side, but of a different type of sexual exploitation, because it's likely not done by groups, it's just done by one. I've personally heard of many stories of children being married to their uncles, who is like 40 years old, when the girl could be under 16. So there will be many victims from Asian or Muslim descent, as you say. The uproar would be the same if anyone knew about it and it wasn't just accepted in the culture, as we all know it is. We can also ask if the perpetrators were also white, would their race be mentioned? Well, if it was a gang of white men raping Indian or Asian or Pakistani women, let me tell you something, their race would be mentioned and they would all be called racist for it. The same way these grooming gangs targeting mainly white girls is obviously because of their race and contempt for it. And here we go again with another bit of Muslim defence here. We see the same thing happen in case of terrorism, where attacks by Muslims receive 357% more press attention than when white people do it. That's because more Muslims commit terror attacks than any other race, religion or creed in the world. So I would suggest it receives more press attention because they happen more often. But you can see there, this dopey bin is a number one race baiter, much like David Lammy and of course Diane Abbott, Ash Zakar and the rest of the liberal left-wing weasel media. And she finishes up there just pointing out about how Yorkshire police admitted to being reluctant to report the men due to fears of racism accusations. I've already covered that. We don't need to read the nonsense she has to say there. We can tell the type of race baiter she is sitting there essentially defending Muslim grooming gangs and trying to lay the blame off onto white people. Like, don't worry about Muslim grooming gangs. In general, more sexual assault is committed by white people, forgetting, of course, that there are more white people in the country and grooming gangs are under a different classification to general sexual assault and paedophilia. Now, before I go, I've started doing live streams and uploading gaming content on my second channel. If you would like to come and join me for a live stream to chat in real time, have an interesting gaming related content on YouTube, or just want to follow me over there because you are a legend, the link will be down in the video description below and as a pinned comment. I hope to see you all there. Now as always, before I go, I want to thank our PayPal, Patreon, Subscribestar and YouTube members for supporting the channel along with everyone who watches my videos. Remember to let me know what you guys think down in the comment section below, leave a like, Subscribe with the notification bell and share this video as it helps the channel a lot and I'll see you all in the next one. There is a pattern consistent throughout history of oppressed people turning on the oppressors. Slaves against their owners, the peasantry against the feudal barons, colonies Mr. Verhofstadt against their empires and that is why Britain is leaving. And it doesn't matter which language you use, we are going and we are glad to be going. We're off. <laughs> and welcome back to the Eagles <laughs> Defense League Radio Show. 
Jeff, I know you're going to, you're going to oh, want to call I back in. I love that yeah. at the end. I just love that. Uh, we're off. Uh, it's, uh, yeah, it's a great, uh, a great uh, uh, video, audio, um, as usual. You know, there's lots of different things I could pick up on, but Dave, there's something about it that you wanted to talk about. I want to listen to what you had to, to say, that you wasn't hundred percent with what he was saying on, on serving. I, I'm just curious uh, what you picked up on that you you wasn't too happy with. Um, so I've been really uh, looking forward to hearing uh, what it was that um, that he done there. That because uh, I I couldn't quite. There was a couple of things I, I picked up, but let me see where you picked up on that he wasn't over happy of what he said. Right, Jeff. Well, thank you very much, man. Uh, if if you want to call back in, I can uh, I can stall for a minute or two and, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and let you, you do that. And I'll call back in. Yeah, yes, yeah. Guys. Sure. And what I'll do while Jeff calls back in is do a little translation for our American brothers and sisters, because I know that there are going to be some people who are going to hear that audio and they're going to say, well, they keep on talking about Muslims and white people. They keep on bringing skin color into this, and that's got to be racist and bloody blah, blah, blah. Well, no. And guys, that's not the case. Over in the UK, yes, the majority of Mohammedans are indeed not white, but that does not mean that they're looking at this from a skin color racist viewpoint. All right? First of all, Islam is not a race. And second of all, anybody can be a Muslim. And there are white Muslims. All over the world, there are white Muslims. All right? All you have to do, guys, is to recite the Shahada in front of an imam, and bam, you're a Muslim. There it is. It doesn't have anything to do with skin color. The designations that you hear about in press, in press releases and in news articles and in... Audios just like the one that the We Got a Problem guy produced and things of that nature are unique to the UK and possibly to Europe. But they do not indicate a skin color designation as far as racism goes. Okay, I prefer personally, and when I read news stories, I do this. I generally say Muslim and non-Muslim because to me that's the reality of what it is. So that's just a translation for my American brothers and sisters. Now that Jeff is back, I'll go ahead and talk about the slight problem that I had with this uh, with this very good audio. Now, first of all, I want to compliment that we got a problem guy because he did lay the the issue out very well. This woman is obviously trying to work the race baiting thing, which makes her, of course, a racist. All right. And he laid this out very well. I want to congratulate him on that. All right. But when he said that, well, okay, he did say that not every Muslim in the UK is a part of a rape jihad gang. I think that's the best way to put it. Now, that much is true. They're not part of these gangs. But he also said that it is a big problem in in the Muslim community, and he's correct there. Okay. Problem I have is that he seemed to indicate that there are Mohammedans in the UK that are more or less innocent in this. And my issue, though, is that if 
there are Mohammedans that don't approve of this, then it has to be because it is an affront to Islam. Therefore, it is an affront to Muhammad. You would think that there would be people out on the streets uh, marching in protest against these rape jihadis. You would think that the police would have to hire on extra people to take phone calls and have an extra tip line on the net to field all of the calls from Muslims exposing these people. All right. You would you would think, in fact, given how Mohammedans can be easily sparked to violence, and we've seen seen examples of this many times, you would think that in some of these neighborhoods, <laughs> you you would see something like about um, twenty, fifty, a hundred men um, bringing a guy to a police station, um, half half beaten to death and throwing him down and saying, arrest this guy, he's involved in this rape jihad. And that is an insult to Mohammed. You'd think you'd see all that. and But you're not seeing that. So that tells me that the Muslim community in the UK tacitly is approving of and being an accessory to these crimes by not actively taking part to try and stop them. If it is so few... Mohammedans that are doing this, then they should be able to do that. They have the numbers to prevent that if they want to. Jeff, that's the issue that I had with it. Uh, you know, and, no, that's, um, a, that's a good, good valid point. Uh, I, I like which. Uh, that's why I was uh, curious of uh, how you said because uh, the, the the tape is really quite good, uh, and I, I'm going to pick up on that because. Uh, I wanted you to come in because you said that he was could pick up on something, so it's always good. And that is it for this time. Next time, part three. I appreciate each and every one of you. Thank you for listening, and may your God go with you. Goodbye. The Unpleasant Blind Guy is copyright 2020. Anno Domini. Now for Dave's Canes. Extras that help you navigate the new media world. Conservative media done right. You're listening to the SHR Media Network. Southern Sense is conservative talk with Annie, the radio chick you bellows as host, and C.S. Bennett, co-host. Informative, fun, irreverent, and politically incorrect. You never know where they'll go, but you'll love the journey. Annie is a top conservative host on Top Talk Radio and features some of the finest guests packed with important politicians and newsmakers. Listen every Friday, 3 to 6 p.m. Eastern, noon to 3 Pacific, on the SHR Media Network. Remember, Southern Sense is common sense. It's your business diva here, Melanie Collette. I am inviting you to a front row seat as I discuss some of the most intriguing details of wealth and finance with today's movers and shakers in the world of business. Listen in and discover financial truths on a global, domestic, and household scale. Uncover topics that will impact your wallet today and in the future. 
Money Talk with Melanie airs Monday through Friday, 5 p.m. East, 2 p.m. West, right here on SHR Media and High Plains Pundit Talk Radio. You can't afford to miss it. From a public locker inside a dilapidated Long Island rail station comes a show designed to piss off liberals using truth, facts, and ridicule. The Lid Radio Show, featuring the conservative voice from the People's Republic of New York. The Lid himself, Jeff Dunnett. Tune in every Wednesday at 2 p.m. Eastern, 11 a.m. Pacific on the SHR Media Network. Go to shrmedia.com and Lid Radio. We fight for the truth, justice, and a good kosher T-bone. If you don't listen... Hillary Clinton might sneak into your bedroom in her house coat late at night and blame you for her election loss. It's the Lid Radio Show with Jeff Dunnett. Conservative media done right. You're listening to the SHR Media Network. Good evening. Broadcasting behind enemy lines in occupied California, the bloviating Zeppelin's Berserk Bobcat Saloon Radio Show is featured on the SHR Media Network every Tuesday and Thursday night for two hours at 11 p.m. Eastern and 8 p.m. Pacific. Whilst manufacturers are running out of metal for the diapers of the leftists, BZ continues to radically change the world of leftists, one diaper at a time. Stop balancing your checkbooks. Stop cleaning your fish tanks. The bloviating Zeppelin's Berserk Bobcat Saloon Radio Show is your magnet for truth, justice, obesity, a darkened studio, and late-night freedom. No United States of America freedoms were abridged in the making of this ad. This is Shannon Wright. And this is Michael Wright. Reminding you to listen to The Right Way with Shannon and Mike. Every Monday through Thursday. 7 to 9 a.m. Right here on shrmedia.com. Join me, Jack Alexander, for the Jack Alexander Experiment podcast as I take a unique outsider's look at the issues affecting the USA. I fearlessly take on the issues that everyone else is too scared to touch. The Jack Alexander Experiment podcast is available wherever good podcasts can be found, like Spreaker, iHeartRadio, and Google Podcast. The Jack Alexander Experiment, because it's not a matter of left versus right, it's a matter of right versus wrong. After six years covering terror and corruption, the unpleasant blind guy is making a change. I'm Dave Milner. Join me on Spreaker and YouTube through SHR Media and on the Western Free Radio Network as I team up with Jeff Mitchell, host of the English Defense League radio show on blogtalkradio.com. Check show pages for airtimes. It's the unpleasant blind guy. On EDL Radio, there's no surrender ever. Because truth is not always pleasant. Featuring the effervescent contrarian Sackheads Clint, plus the unrestrained bulbosity of BZ, the Sackheads Against Tyranny is a real chat show. Doubling your late-night conservative talk show pleasure with double the hosts, you can listen every Wednesday night at 8pm Pacific, 11pm Eastern. Please note, some contents may have settled during shipping. Member FDIC, batteries not included, warranty voided Montenegro. Conservative media done right. You're listening to the SHR Media Network. The dream deferred is real. You've been waiting for the Exceptional Conservative Network, and now it's here. Go to theexceptionalconservativeshow.com. Tune in and get the best in urban conservative talk. 
Stop dreaming. It's real.